Motivational, your weekly Google podcast. My name is Jeff Goki, and I am so happy that you have tuned in today. Welcome to episode 254, and welcome back to my front porch. Just hanging out here, uh, enjoying a fire. Actually, made a fire tonight, which is kind of nice. Patty got me this awesome propane fireplace which has been so cool um but every once in a while i like to kick it old school you know i like that fire i like the process i like chopping up the wood like i love all that stuff so went after that tonight it's pretty cool gonna sit out here after i get done doing the podcast and watch a movie that's like one of my favorite things to do sit out here and then at night just put get my ipad watch a movie so looking forward to that Um, Look, I hope you're doing good wherever you are, whatever day it is, whatever time of day it is. I hope you're doing really, really well. And I hope in the midst of all the craziness that we kind of find ourselves in, you know, the ups and downs. You know, it's so interesting to me, you know, we're now, you know, what, a couple years into this chaos that we've been all going through. And um, it's interesting for me the way that people have picked up these survival skills, you know. One of the things that Patty and I learned pretty clearly when we were going through everything with our son Cooper who had leukemia is that you start picking up patterns. And some are really healthy things. Some are very, very bad things. And so it, for me, what's interesting is like I'm being changed as a result culture, uh, as a result of what's happening culturally. And initially I was aware of it uh, and I'm speaking in the about myself but i'm speaking about us all initially i was aware about some of the things healthy things and maybe negative things in the beginning but over a period of time they start to become normal both positive and negative and if we're not careful if we're not constantly slowing down and kind of evaluating our motives our hearts what's really going on we can get ourselves into all kinds of trouble so my hope is this is that you really are spending some time just trying to process why you do what you do, why you're thinking the way you're thinking. I mean, if you're reading anything in the news right now, you're hearing things about the great resignation, okay? This is a cultural phenomenon as a result of what's happening with COVID, but it's been going on for a long time. It's been building, and all of a sudden what's happened with COVID is just kind of opened the can on it. So they actually talk about COVID as the great revealer, that something was going on. It just all of a sudden, you know, kind of like in the Wizard of Oz, like, all of a sudden a curtain was pulled back and you're like, wait a second, it's just an insecure dude behind a curtain pulling a bunch of levers. Like, and that's what's kind of happened to us in our lives. And so uh, our job, our goal is kind of go, whoa, what's really happening inside of me? Why am I doing what I'm doing? And so on and so forth. So this is just one of those encouragements to go, hey, look behind that curtain and really start to identify those things. What are some positive things? I mean, many, many of you have started exercising or spending time with your kids in a different way uh, than you did, you know, before that. You know, like, for instance, I haven't been on an overseas trip in over two years, two and a half years. That's crazy. That's been the last 15 years of my life, and I haven't done that. Well, that's created some new, interesting, beautiful patterns for our family, which have been good, but I also long to go back. And, And so it's some of those types of things that are positive and negative. So just evaluate yourself. What's really going on here? And I think it'd be really helpful. 
Um, and especially as it relates to your relationship with the Lord, like what's really going on there? Where are you really discouraged and being honest? And where are you really hopeful and thankful? Things like that. So hope that's helpful. Um, the uh, other thing I want to say, just I appreciate every one of you who listens and those of you who continue to give on Patreon and uh, give in other different ways. Thank you. Thank you so much. And for those of you who have bought the devotional, continue to buy the devotional. Thank you so much. Really, really appreciate it. All right. Uh, our passage today is 1 Corinthians 15.33. 1 Corinthians 15.33. And it says this, Do not be misled. Bad company corrupts good character. Uh, 1 Corinthians 15.33. Do not be misled. Bad company corrupts good character. Uh, I had this really good friend growing up. And every time I hung out with this kid, we always had a blast, always had a good time. But I inevitably, he always got me to do something that I really didn't want to do or I knew I shouldn't do. But he was just so much fun. I didn't want to let him down. And then it ended up doing some, you know, compromising things, things that I knew in my heart I felt convicted about that I shouldn't do. And I did them anyway. And um I, I, I refer to this person, I don't ever use his name, but all the time, of, of, uh, of, of that thing inside of us that goes, why, you know, it's kind of like what Paul's doing. Why do I do what I shouldn't do and I don't do what I know I should do, right? Like he, this, this person was just a person who I always had fun, but I always had regrets and it ended up corrupting my character. Um, you probably have, I would imagine, a similar story. We all have kind of that person or that form of that person in our minds where we compromise as a result of getting to know them. Uh, it's always interesting to me when I go in to kind of figure out what passages that I'm going to do for the podcast, how I end up like I was actually uh, planning on doing a passage just a few verses um, before this where Paul's saying I die every day and I was like man it really got me and as I went in and kind of read and studied through the context to get a greater idea I I got to this passage and it got me wound up so usually if I, I if I get wound up enough about it I'll just make a switch because I'm like wow this is really hitting me and, and what it what it is was this this is what got me is this is such a cool statement that that Paul's referring to uh, but it's actually from a secular comedy play which I find so interest uh, Theus which is written by uh, Menander I've, I probably butchered all of that um, and this guy was a, a Greek playwright and so it's interesting for me as I was reading, I was like, you know, so often we'll hear things from Paul and we're like, oh, he's pulling probably from the Old Testament or maybe he's talking about, maybe it's Solomon, you know, maybe it's out of a proverb. No, it was a a Greek play, uh, playwright, which I think is so awesome. And, and I think so often we forget, like we really forget that. Uh, that Paul is not just this brilliant Christian, uh, but he's also a man who understood the Greek culture all around him. You know, we forget a lot of times that he was a tent maker uh, for like a decade, or he, that was the trade of kind of how it he grew up into. But after he met the Lord, he after he met Jesus, right? Like he picked this trade back up after a while, and and so I, I just see. And N.T. Wright did some really great work on. Um, uh, Paul, he wrote this book called Paul, a biography. Really good. By the way, if you want a great, like, Hey, I want to learn about the apostle Paul, like awesome there. It's one of the, it's the, one of the best resources I've ever read on the person of Paul. And the idea that Wright brings out in his book was that Paul really starts to develop the fullness of his theology 
um, one from the fact that Jesus was teaching him uh, in this journey that he took to Mount Sinai, but then also as he returns back as a tent maker, as he's with kind of the quote unquote common folk day in and day out, and so as he's t- as he's selling things, he's interacting with things. It's not like where we walk into a Walmart, get the things we want, and walk out. If you've been in a third world country. No, you walk into a place and they make you chai tea, you sit there, you talk, they want you to be a part of that uh, community. This is what Paul is kind of doing. And so this statement would have been, you know, something culturally that they would have been very aware of. Like he would have loved to have bantered back and forth. And, and you can almost hear Paul like this is like one of the quotes he held on to. One of the ones he really loved that seemed to make an impact as he was kind of articulating and forming the deeper theology that he's now explaining to this Corinthian church. And so what's happening in the context of this particular passage and why Paul brings this out once again is that the people of Corinth are being influenced uh, by people that are saying the resurrection of Jesus didn't happen. You know, these are Sadducees, these are Greek intellects intellects who are, are kind of trying to debunk this whole thing and and Paul's so great in, in this chapter because he's like then then why are we going through all this suffering you know like why are, why am I dying every day why are we going through all of this who are we really following like if the resurrection isn't true what do we basically he's like what are we all doing here you're being influenced by something right you are being influenced by people and it's impacting the way you live your life. This is what Paul is saying to them, but it's also what he's saying to you and to me. And this is really, really important. You know, every once in a while, um, as I as it pertains to this particular podcast, I, I just have some serious concerns, and that's why I got pumped on this passage, about the current conditions around the, the, the Christian culture. Uh, Christians and in particular in our culture and my fear is that what Paul is saying is, is so true for you and I and it's this that we are being misled here's my fear is that we are being misled by bad company and it's corrupting our Christian character I feel this so deeply, and so if you'll give me permission, those of you who are listening, (laughs) and there's not a ton of you, but that's okay, because it's important. If you give me permission to just get what's burdening my heart right now, I would really appreciate it. And the question I just cannot get out of my head is, are we as Christians known for being loving like what are we known as are, are we known as being forgiven no we are we are known for for just killing each other on social media we are known for what we are against more than what we are for we are known for aligning with certain political leaders we are known for church hopping we are known for being critical and i could go on and on and on and on And I think it's important that we kind of face ourselves and deal with what's really going on. And I keep asking, like, how is this happening? Like my job at Phoenix One, the organization that I run, is to to really see the church come together as one. John 17, 23. So people will come to know Jesus. That, That day in and day out desperately desiring for that to happen and yet there's so much division. So I'm asking the question constantly, how is this happening? It's happened because we have surrounded ourselves with bad company that has corrupted our character. Exactly what Paul is getting at. 
we aren't asking, what would Jesus do? We're not asking that question. No, 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 no. We're asking the question, well, what would Tucker Carlson say? No, we would say, no, no, what would Rachel Maddow say? Like, what, what are they saying to do? And I'm like, what about Jesus? Okay, like I said, like, I, I can't express how important it is that I believe that we are being influenced. And there are narratives and voices that are all around us, but are we being influenced by Jesus? Because the, here's what Jesus does. He lifts up the oppressed. He highlights the humble. All throughout his ministry, he's highlighting the humble. Right? You remember, you remember this scene where the religious figure is standing in the temple and he's praying and he thanks God that he's not like this tax collector. Thank you that I'm not like this horrible tax collector. And what does the tax collector do say? Have mercy on me, O God, for I am a sinner. And who does Jesus point to? Ah, the tax collector. That's the right heart. This is the man that will inherit the kingdom of God. He spends time with the hurting, with the lepers, with the Samaritans. He humbles himself to the point of death. He washes the disciples' feet. He was known as a glutton and a drunk because he he associated with. The culture doesn't know what to do with him, and so they label him. Sound familiar? They label him. Oh, he's just a glutton and a drunk. Write him off. King of kings, the Lord of lords. And we just go, ah, we got you in a box. We know who you are. He forgave the mocking crowd that murdered him. He rose again. And he invited those who oppressed him into resurrection life. And here's Paul a murderer of Christians who is met on the road by the risen Messiah and now is proclaiming the goodness of Jesus and he is saying, listen, if you're not careful, you're going to continue to be misled and misguided by the voices in this culture. And it's going to corrupt your character. You're not going to be known as the people of the resurrection, resurrected Jesus. You're going to be known as right or left or whatever else. And this is, this is what I feel so passionately about. Because Joshua says so clearly, choose today who you will serve. Choose today who you're going to listen to. You're going to listen to news reporters? Are you going to listen to just angry, angry, bitter people who want to just slay people? Are you going to look to Jesus and listen to him and follow him? This is what Paul is inviting us into. Because who you listen to will form who you are. And I can't challenge you enough to get into the Gospels and see what Jesus did See what Jesus said and let that guide your life. So the question is simple. It's who are you listening to that is living different than Jesus? Or who are you listening to that is lifting up Jesus? Father God, we need your help. 
Father, I am the chief of all sinners. I have been misled at times, and it has corrupted my character. Please forgive me. Forgive us all. Lead us into the way everlasting for your glory and your honor that many would come to know you. So, take a breath. Reflect. Believe that the God of the universe is near to you and your own heart. Till next time.